The following is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everybody, Chris Van Garrett with Van Garrett Media. I'm the producer of the Perfect Parenting Podcast, and I wanted to just drop in real quick and say thanks to everyone for listening to season one of this podcast. It's been a great experience. We have really enjoyed making it. Uh, I, I personally have really developed a great friendship with your carts, and I'm, I'm just very thankful to be a part of their lives, and they're very thankful they're a part of my life as well. I've learned a lot as a parent from these episodes, and it was a real privilege to be involved with this. So the, the episode that you heard before this one was a part one of a Two, uh, that, that first part one is a Q&A session with their friend Courtney, and this is part two. Part two, we saved to the very end because there is some great stuff here. This is my favorite episode of the entire season. It is fantastic. It really is heart-touching. It's the funniest episode we've made, and there have been some really funny episodes in this season, uh, and it really, it's just been a pleasure. So I just wanted to thank Steve and Sarah so much for the opportunity, and uh, thank you all for listening. Here we go. I do think it's a good idea to talk about introvert parenting because I do think introverts, as introverts, parenting's a little bit harder for us because it's so intense. I'm not an introvert. I'm totally an introvert. And I've had to learn to say to my kids, I have to have introvert time. I have another question for you. This is my follow-up question. I I heard that you had a a show about sex. Yes. So I'm, I'm not exactly, I'm a big fan of the show, but I haven't listened to that yeah, one yet. You haven't heard that one yet? Yeah. So I don't know if this was part of your show about sex, but one thing I'm seriously could use some advice on is having sex with children in the house. Okay. Like having, did you guys cover this? No. We didn't. Why would we cover just- that? talking about <laughs> it was just talking about teaching your kids about but it's a good question right because seriously it is a little quietly next topic then <laughs> you're not having speaking of quantity and quality quality requires some noise so i'm just saying like i do think no that's another thing that nobody told me about how to navigate just for the record sarah invited courtney to be on the podcast because <laughs> we did have one child say i heard mom screaming the other night and it was so funny we're we're working on a new demographic of <laughs> listeners here i think it's but seriously right I, sex is super important to a marriage for most of us. You have to have a healthy sex life to keep going. Uh, if you have a house that's not not gigantic, there's, you know what I mean? <laughs> so your youngest it's is It's a great not, question. Your it's youngest, a great question. Your youngest is not in school yet, right? She is. Well, kindergarten, half okay. day. Okay, well, half day, you know, within full day, you know, afternoon delight. I know. A lot like, of people go to work. Yeah, to I don't know if you, you know did. about that, but. Yeah, well, you had a they're, more flexible they're I'm just looking for solutions here. I'm just okay. trying to fix the problem. I mean, and and there's legitimacy to that. There's, you know, you you have a window where the kids don't know what's up. Then you have a window where they know what's up. Yeah, I'm nervous about that window. Well, except right now we can say mom was laughing at a TV show. Mommy and daddy was, were resting. She was screaming so So long. for us, and we should do a follow-up with the kids on this, I don't think kids ever walked in on us. Uh, no, once. What? Yeah, once. Yeah. See, it happens. Every couple. You've blocked it out. Uh, yeah, your producers, your producers are nodding Wait. right now because this is, this is a part of parenting that nobody tells you how to navigate. When they do walk in, what do you say? Right. Wait, Naya, tell me. <laughs> tell me. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen him like this. I have never seen him like this. <laughs> 
so um, it was either Zeller or Ruth. You were giving me a blowing. No! Well, yeah. Yeah, no I swear way. to God. Kids no, always walk house. in on the blowjobs. I yeah. swear. Kids have like blowjob radar. That's the it's name always of our podcast. <laughs> Kids always Thanks. walk in you on the blowjob. We're not, not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. In the old house or yeah. the middle house? The golf course house. Really? Yeah. Do you remember her being aware of that? <laughs> yeah. We were like, oh, <laughs> darn. Lock the door. But it happens, and so this, like, there needs to be a response. <laughs> Clearly, you can't remember your response, so. Well, what I'm thinking is, that really only happened, like, seven times in our <laughs> I know. That's why it was so memorable. <laughs> oh my so God. I'm like, I don't oh believe God. it! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Okay. You're like, one of seven, and you have to walk in? Does the FCC uh, regulate podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> Can't daddy just well, have this been one. nice out of here. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, oh I made the Urkers uncomfortable. Like I feel like I fell on top of the world right now. Oh jeez. <laughs> it's three minutes. That most of it was just awkward silence. <laughs> Daddy got bit by a snake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe this is where your producers chime in. Oh my gosh. Know. It really is a, like a concern. I just can't. <laughs> oh my gosh. Remember Sarah said, well, it's been nice having you. <laughs> yeah, we should have left it there. Okay. And we're back. <laughs> Okay, Steve, sounds like you're going to take this one. I think that you can achieve success through uh, certain positions that don't generate as much noise. <laughs> like what? Like <laughs> I'd say like from behind in the shower might be uh, might be good parenting. Okay, my husband's six foot five Stop. and I'm five foot three. No, no. Okay, let's, let's do this. How do you make sex a priority between the two of you? <laughs> God, that's a great question. Okay, producers, but these are great questions. I still need your validation here. You do have to make sex a priority in your marriage. Yes. So how do you do that when you're close quarters? You know, we had in in we lived in one house forever in the walls of our bedroom. It, they were so thin and that big house rattled so much. It was I mean, every time we did anything, it was it was jungle love. It was it was it was crazy. So, um, and, and that really does. This is a great question because you got to figure out a strategy because it did get in the way of, you know, our relationship because you just knew the whole house was going to be wrapped. Right. And and like we have actually got in the car and drove up the canyon Sweet. in the minivan. You know what I mean? But you're like, what are we doing? That's hot. Minivan <laughs> loving. Wow. Yeah. There's got to be a better strategy than that. It, apparently you haven't. Work this out. How is the minivan? I mean, like, it, is it good? Again, my husband's six five. Yeah, and I'm five three, so it's not great. Yeah, it's. Yeah, did you ever get out of the minivan? I mean, but I now I think you're asking questions that. <laughs> really, we. This is. Oh, did I did I get creepy on this? Yeah. No. 
but but I'm just saying you get desperate. That's what I'm trying to I'm trying to say. Is you you do get desperate, and so you desperate times calls for desperate me- measures, and that's when you get minivan loving up the canyon. Like I I mean I just thought like literally is what what do we do if like a cop knocks on our window and we're like oh, forty? You we, know what, officer? He's, we're just we've listened to Perfect Parenting podcast and raising that our poor children. Cop, he would totally get it. <laughs> Because every parent is doing that. Every couple is figuring it out. Yeah. Or they're not. Man, what's going on up in the canyons of Provo? Oh, my gosh. Why do you think we have so many children in Utah County? I really... Sarah, what do you... I stumped... Hey, this has to make it just because I I stumped the experts. Sarah, I'm going to let you handle this one. What do you think is the uh, secret to a good sexual relationship when there's small children in the house? I think, Courtney, I think that's a great question. Thank you, Steve. Sarah has some expertise on this. Okay. (laughs) The reality is when they're little, little, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're asleep or they hear you. It doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah. It always was fun for us when the house was empty because especially when there were tons of kids around because we did we tried to quiet things up a little and that you're right it can change the quality of the enjoyment yeah Yeah. takes fun out of it and so it was nice to be able to relax and not have to worry about sound but you know it's 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 touch and go for a lot of years in there you know what by the time they get up to touch and go by the time Literally. they get up to, you know, high school, they're in and out of the house. Uh, you know, the, you, you get more free time. They're at, at doing, you know, things, at least ours, we're doing things outside of the house, sporting events, work, you know, at friends' houses. So we would find ourselves alone more and more. Okay. So I think it's a small window and you've got to navigate through it, which sometimes that's just, you're, you know... And that's that. This is a theme with parenting: is sometimes you're doing the bare minimum just to kind of survive, mm-hmm. and that might mean that's happening in your sexual relationship too. Yeah, because I I feel like I do really do feel like having those small children is a traumatic experience, right? It's really trauma. Like every part of you, like all the things that they use for torture are just built into having your night sleeping, right? Like they they actually use this to. In- interrogate terrorists like parenting and just parenting strategy right or just parenting experiences you guys get what i'm trying to say this is another podcast children as terrorists yeah just like how are how is parenting and um interrogating terrorists the same thing waterboarding you know it's all there it's all built into just parenting so it, it just seems like it seems like it you just you need those comforting measures. Like we're on the same page right. and we want to make each other feel good. So and- it's, and you know, so then it's what kind of resources do you have? Can they go to grandma's on a regular basis? Yeah. Okay. Can you trade with a friend where Get a hotel likely room. a friend is feeling the same thing. So can you be open with the friend and do an exchange where, you know, you're taking each other's kids. Yeah. Get a hotel room if you have those resources. But I mean, for me, I, I, the idea of being in my own house is comfortable for me. I'm trying to figure out ways to get the kids out of the house if that's what you need to be more oh, comfortable. Okay. Okay. So, you know, how do you, do you even, if you're okay to get a sitter, can you have the sitter taking them to the park? 
and you have the sitter, you know, where you just know you've got an hour or, you know, and it's, it's not the end of the world and it's, it's worth having a little alone time together. And if you need the sound, if you need the privacy, yeah. On a, on a previous podcast, um, you said that you try to have one good connection a day with a kid. That's right. You know, we, we really, uh, that meant a lot to us. We've referenced that in a few of our shows. Maybe it's the same with a relationship is, you know, you just, uh, kind of plan it out where once a week or so you you know you're gonna have Chris can do the Tarzan call. Uh, oh boy! Where you have oh boy! You know these this hour two hours. This says out. so much about your relationship. The Tarzan call. Don't ask. No, but I do actually really no, appreciate she likes, that. She likes Batman. If you if you make it a priority, then you can plan around it and you can get creative and you can put some thought and time into it. And um, I do appreciate that. I think that's a really good answer. And and I think it is important. I think. You know, because the, as they get older, you're going to get busier and busier. And as, as you're moving toward all the kids leaving the house, you want more and more of those connections. So you certainly don't want to lose it when they're little because then it's so much harder to get it back. But as they're moving into teenage years, you really are wanting to connect with each other even more on that level because it just helps you get to a point where as they're leaving, you really are still friends and you're with each other and you're really on the same page. Sign them up for teams, clubs, get them out of the house, uh, send them to church on Sundays. Um, <laughs> strategies. Not, not a bad idea. Yeah. But I also do want my kids to know that it it's a priority to to us because I want it I want to model good be not good behavior. I want to I want to model what a sexuality. Good relationship I get. Like. I want my kids to know yeah. that we have sex and we enjoy it, and that they can grow up and have that too. But yeah, I don't want them to necessarily hear me having can, it. I think you can convey that with words. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You really. Uh, my two cents is don't try and be quiet. Don't make them yes. have to know. Yes, that's through no. what's going on behind those doors. Right. No, that's not what I mean at all. But I do want them to, to like, like right now we say to them, mom and dad, we are like so straightened about Friday night date night. Yeah. Like it does not change. Yeah. So um, we say if we don't have Friday night date night, that's going to be bad news for you guys. Yeah. So babysit and don't fight and don't call us every 15 minutes that we're gone and then we'll come home refreshed and happy so you have fr- friday night so you guys have sex more than once a week <laughs> wow the things we learn what we take too many van rides up the canyon a week <laughs> christopher get the keys <laughs> No, I mean, I just, yeah, like I, I think that maybe what I'm trying to like prepare them for is that they understand that we take our relationship seriously yes. and that we're investing in it. And that at some point we can say that also means that we have to make a physical connection as well. Yeah. And that hopefully that they'll learn to have to model that behavior, too, in their own relationships. Sure. If they want to have them. We're not telling our kids they have to have them. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, that would be a good podcast is, uh, you know, because I, I think we do this. We model what our parents did. Right. And so, you know, our our parents, of course, raised us to have a heteronormative mm-hmm. abusive aren't marriage. You looking, yeah, yeah. <laughs> aren't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, that that's something we should talk about, raising your kids to give them space to find their own sexuality. And I think we've done that a little bit. You know, I've been able to look at, we have one daughter who's in a 
non-traditional relationship. And, you know, I've been able to say to her, this is why marriage has been super important to me. And here are all the reasons why, you know, I love having this life partner. I love having knowing that we're really in it and we're committed in these ways. I said, you may be seeking something different and your life may lead you in a different way. But this is, I, I want her to know why this has worked for me, this tra- very traditional. This option. Yeah. This option. But I've been super open to you. You very well might be on a different path and that's okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you a little on that after our uh, podcast that we talked about um, talking with children about sex we we talked we wondered whether we did it just too heteronormative so do you think that yeah so do oh, you in the in our, our podcast was too heteronormative yeah yeah so do you think as parents we did give them you know advice for you know this the times we live in or was it too father knows best i don't think we ever tied it i need to, to update my references no one knows my tv yeah, father knows best yeah. is that manga again i don't know yeah as that was we, a vaudeville company that as we out. had the different conversations about sex over the years i don't think i ever tied it to marriage and that's even when we were being very conservative and very religious well, but our book we had that that chubby oh, man it was it was a heterosexual what what is going on oh my what, gosh it's this book chubby used, man this book. chubby poorly endowed where man where did i come and... from yeah it's a, oh, to teach your kid to teach, teach your kid kids sex okay sex. I, mean, I thought you were t- it was a sex book for you too and everything was very man curious and woman. yeah it was all man and woman it was never there was sarah never... gave me a sex book i never read it and it oh. shows there was never a homosexual <laughs> couple or homosexual conversations um, you know, yeah, you're right. We were never, that was never something, you know, and, and we have talked about, we, we have a queer child. So, you know, that, that might be a future podcast is how to raise a queer child. We got some of it right. And a big part of this podcast, we're hoping we can talk about the things we got right and all the things we got wrong, because we are, especially for someone like you, where you have this pack of kids all close together, very much the way I raised my kids. It's, you know, some of the things I got wrong, I may be able to say, oh, don't do that. And there are all the things I got right. I can go, oh, this really worked. And, you know, that's that's what we're hoping people get out of this. You know, people's stories are going to be so different family to family and situation to situation. But we feel like ultimately this is one of the best things we did in our life is we did a lot right to raise healthy kids. And so if... We crushed it. She's been... Yeah, no, but you, you really did a great job. I love I have enjoyed all of wrong. your children. Yeah. Because, you know, everyone's going to get some of it wrong. So if we can t- help each other talk about it and, and, and exactly what you were saying, you know, we were laughing about the things earlier about what we got wrong. If, if we can remove some of the shame... Mm-hmm then we can really say, you know, we can talk about being angry with our kids. We can talk about being frustrated. We can talk about, um, you know, that they're telling us stories we don't want to hear about because they're just so freaking boring. But how did we navigate it to still have such a good relationship as our kids became adults? Yeah. And I just want to be clear that I'm, I'm joking when I say we, we crushed it. Our kids are doing great, but um, that's part of the reason we, we do this is so we can relive some of our mistakes with people. Maybe they can learn from those. But we did get a lot right, but we did get plenty wrong. I don't think there's anything 
there's no such thing as a perfect parent. There, there are people who try really hard and, you know, get some things right and other things, apologize to their kids, learn lessons and do better. Maybe add a line about cobwebs. It has been so easy to talk to my kids about procreation sex, right? Like, oh, this is what happens and the sperm and the, you know, but I think we are also leading kind of a new generation of kids who are going to learn about pleasurable sex. Yeah. Because that's, that's something our, that that's our yeah. podcast was talking about mostly okay. that, less okay. about sperm and egg, right? Because that's kind of what I'm talking about is that um, I want to model that in in healthy yes. ways. Yes, and and what I think our kids, I think what our kids did see with us is most of the years we've been together, they saw a healthy relationship, and for me and what I was able to say, especially to my queer child is I don't, I just want them to see what a healthy relationship looks like. The The characters don't need to be the same, right. meaning man, woman. It's, yeah. you know, the characters can look a lot of different ways, but what a, a healthy relationship is going to be similar regardless of who you're inserting into those positions. Like with the communication or the respect or, yeah. Yeah, being that makes kind, sense. there's not, no abuse, you know, that you're you're really taking care of each other, all of those things, that looks the same. Now, you're, if we really want to get into some of the sex conversation, kinks are going to be different. But even when, you know, we talk about that a little bit on our, on the podcast about sex is I try to remove all shame from that and say, this is going to exist. So you got to, you know, you got to know it's out there and find companions that are compatible and th those kinds of things, because the idea of trying to make that weird or shameful is when you get, then you're starting to hide things. And I do feel like anytime you're really hiding stuff, that's when you're getting into trouble. <laughs> so everything in my life where I feel like there's things we're hiding, I, I just want to shine light on them. And I've been trying to do that with my kids. I've been trying to do that in our marriage. You know, I'm not perfect at it, but that I just think if we can do that more with our children and, you know, acknowledge we all have kinks in some way, but it's just the way our brains are processing this normal human experience, that's okay. You know, and as long as everybody's feeling safe and happy and, you know, comfortable and powerful in the experience, they can look a lot of different ways and, and it's all okay. And you can use specifics. Our, our faithful listeners know you have the Batman King. Okay. Oh my gosh. I was just going to say that one of our, we have a couple family mottos. One of them is secrets make you sick. So, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, and that's true for a whole family, you know, and that's true for extended families. It's, and, and, and I just, it's, you know, I saw that ton in the family I was raised in and I just want to reject it. And I'm super happy with the way we have figured out to shine lights. I mean, how pure, how pure are you two on that philosophy? Secrets make us sick. I mean, well, but, you know, let's say, let's say that you and Chris are really struggling at some point in your re relationship to what degree do your kids need to know that? Well, I don't think it's a secret. Oh, they're, if they're struggling, the kids are going to know. Well, yeah, like to I, what degree do you talk about it? I guess what I'm talking about is is if, uh, well, I, there's a difference between a, a appropriate conversation. Privacy. Yeah, that's exactly it. That Well, there you go. That's boom. Okay, well, what is that? I mean, delineate it.
Well, for, I mean, it's going to be different for different people. For me, you know, it's, and well, I'm sure we'll get into this at some point. You and I, Steve and I struggled, you know, at different points in our marriage. And when the kids were old enough and we were struggling, I sat them down and said, dad and I are struggling. We're trying to figure some things out. And, and you know, you just need to know. And I, I gave them very age appropriate information. I said I was open to... Um, other conversations if they had follow-up questions and two of them did and so I did follow up you know I had follow-up answers to them again age appropriate and you know I just was super open and they were able to help us navigate through some of those times because it was you know I think but there were some things that are private and did all the neighbors need to know no it, it's something I struggle with um, I uh, I really don't want anyone knowing my business and that includes my wife and uh uh so you know we we have struggled and fumbled occasionally on that and uh it's stupid you know but um i think i hide behind humor i hide behind, you know i just i really i i can shallow out like no one else and uh uh i just i i <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, stumbling through this, uh, stammering through good. it. But, good. you know, I really, I don't want anyone knowing my business. And so, you know, I love being married to Sarah and uh, uh, enjoy her company. And, you know, I do think that we're a team, but that is something that, uh, you know, it, it created a barrier and created difficulties that I really just have difficulties letting anyone know what I really am, am thinking and wanting. And, you know, it did, I'm sure we'll get into this at some point, but it caused me tremendous problems, which then meant tremendous problems for us that, uh, you know, I get that secrets make us sick. And so, you know, I really was scared for a while and, and, you know, failing miserably on a rather what could have been a public stage. And uh, so I don't know. I We should explore that. We will. Depth, the difference between privacy and, and secrets. I, I don't have an answer to that. Yeah, I think I, I think when I explain it to my kids, I say, like, live your life in a way that if people that you wouldn't be ash ashamed of what you were doing or saying, it doesn't mean you have to, like, always let everyone know what you're saying or doing or thinking. But that if if like just secrets kind of become like little viruses, I think that just. Well, and and that's that's I think you're right about secrets. Uh, you know, the these viruses that if there are things that was Steve. So I'm, I'm pretty open with Steve. It's easier for me than it is with him to be open with me. But there are, there are elements that could be shameful and secret in my life. But I talk to him about them. Yeah. And if, and, and, and I'll, or, and if it's not him, I'll talk to somebody. I just make sure there's, yes. there's always somebody I can talk to about. And if I find myself fighting against that, that is that's an indication to me that I need to talk to somebody. Yes, because it's making then, you sick. Then it's right? no longer a secret. Yeah. Now I might have one person I talk to, and it God. might if it's Steve. Nope. If it's Steve, then there's one person, and it's no longer a secret. And, yes. You know, this is you're, you're like really nailing the whole concept. everybody in yes in the whole neighborhood because yes. 
that's that's privacy. Right. <laughs> now, if it's a if it's a toxic secret between me and Steve, then I need to take it out outside of right. of that. So so I you know I always. And, and I think I'm, I've been pretty good about that. And, you know, sometimes that makes Steve uncomfortable, but I know what is healthy for me and I'm pretty and clear for your about family that. too. And for the family. And so I will take that step, even if he's uncomfortable, because I know it's the right thing. Right. Especially because I think so many of us have, have, have had the experience of having family secrets passed down, destroy families. Right. And in fact, I think that that is the number one thing that destroys family health is secrets, is learning about a secret or... Um, well, learning about it and then finding out what the rules are. You can't tell any. Yeah, totally. Yeah, oh, Yes. It's. It just seems to me like I just, I am much... I am preparing myself to be able to answer my children's questions about anything that they that might come up in their lives and to never think I can never tell this to my kids because yeah. that will only drive a, a like a it will only drive us apart and that just will make us make our relationship unhealthy. Well, and what's you know, so we're really getting into secrets and privacy. So that's but I grew up in a pretty close knit neighborhood and I would be, a, you know, a teenager and, and I was an active Mormon at the time. So it was a very Mormon neighborhood. So something would happen with some an adult in the neighborhood or maybe a couple of adults. And you'd kind of hear whispers and you'd kind of, well, I've, I'm a full on adult, 20, maybe 30, 40 years old. And I would, if I bring it up to my mom, whatever happened with sister so-and-so? And she will shut it down. Like, oh, we don't talk about that. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm 50 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can handle it. And she, you know, even if she thinks it's gossipy, I'm thinking, I need to process this. Totally. I, There's kind happened. of a statute of limitations on gossip. Something I happened. And I gotta, I should be, I, I am owed that. And so with my kids, I flat out say, I'm telling you, a piece of your family's story and when you're ready and I over time either I bring it up or kids bring it up and I will share what I think is age appropriate and deal with any fallout or emotions that go with that but it's a you know it's it's their story. Yes. They need to understand That's it. it. And, and how else do they understand the world if I'm going to be the keeper of these secrets? Right. It's not fair. Right. I think about, so often I think about um, when my oldest son was born, we were going through a family tragedy, a family trauma, I should say. It wasn't a tragedy, but my sister was in a plane crash and my sister and my brother-in-law and they were in in, in a um, induced coma as they were um trying to to heal we didn't even know if my sister would make it anyway so i flew to arizona and picked up our kids and brought them to live with me because they didn't <laughs> oh i was i had a two-month-old so when i think about um anson and his life it was he grew up under like the most stressful circumstances just we were all just stressed we didn't know we didn't know how this was going to end yeah it was weird to me it should have only been a year but it took me 
a really long time to get over it. And I can see how this kid, his body, his 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 stress, his reaction to stress was a result of what he was living. And so I've tried really hard to like give him that narrative. Like, let me tell you about what this was like when you were little. So that you know that when you're anxious, it probably came from the fact that there was so much stress going on in our household when you were little. Otherwise, I think often we don't know why we react to things or why, you know, why do we get triggered by certain things? And then we find out that it it, it was because something happened that we didn't even know or right. It was just this we call this generational trauma where you. You can't figure out why something is so painful why to you. Why it triggers you so much. Yeah, until but, you discover the family secret. That- right. <laughs> and and so then we're back to the, the concept that we're doing so much better these days. Still not perfect, but we're doing so much better about ha- having conversations about emotional health, which is related, of course, to mental health. And we're giving each other permission, especially our children. We're giving people permission to have these emotional lives, to have mental health lives and, you know, what that looks like. And yeah, for you to be able to say that to your son, that's tremendous to be to give him that kind of narrative to understand himself and to understand his emotions and, and yeah, why this, he reacts the way he It's does. possibly not even about you or it's not it's possibly not even him. Right. Or his genetic makeup. It's simply because of the situation. He was Something born that into. happened. Yeah. Right. So. You know. Yeah. Go ahead. So when I was um, six years old, uh, you know, we had horrific tragedy in my house. Um, you know, 19 year old brother committed suicide. And, you know, you just six years old. You don't know what that means. And so, uh, you know, never once did I talk about it with my parents, you know. And so uh, I just realized this past year that, I mean, you know. I I mourned my brother this past year and I never had. And, you know, a little conversation might have been good that, you know, I carried with me my entire life the understanding of a six year old in terms of what this was. And uh, uh, oh, brother, man, when I when I mourned him, I I mourned him. And and yeah, and it's been liberating. And so I just don't know, you know, to what degree I carried that through life and, you know, having that uh, uh, arrested development, I guess, you know, mental development with that major thing that I had never processed it. In what ways did that factor into to other things? You know, I just don't know. And it absolutely did. It, you know, that has is, is played a tremendous role in your in the way you've had relationships with other people, the things you've been afraid of, the anxieties in your life. A lot of them stem out of this. So. I love it. Thank you. The Perfect Parenting Podcast is a production of Van Garrett Media. Steve Urquhart and Sarah Urquhart are the hosts, writers, and creators of the podcast. Chris Van Garrett is the executive producer. Hammond Chamberlain is the associate producer and sound engineer. And Shayla Don is our research coordinator. This is the final episode of season one of the Perfect Parenting Podcast. Steve and Sarah will return. I promise. I'm Chris Van Garrett. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media.